Cleveland Cavaliers sitting here for another edition of That's Rather Cavalier on the Fans First Sports Network. Rocking with my boy Tate as we recap the 101-97 loss of the Cleveland Cavaliers to the New York Knickerbockers. Hey, before we get into the recap and preview of show of sports of game two for the New York Knicks and Cavs, you can check us out on Apple Radio, Spotify, and Stitcher in audio. But you can look over on YouTube and watch us on video because this will come up underneath the Know It All's podcast. So as we move forward, Tate, let's do the recap and give the fans what they came to hear about a grueling 101-97 loss to the New York Knickerbockers. Tate, talk to me, man. How did we drop this game against the New York Knicks? Uh, well, Big G, man, you know, I think a slow start. I didn't get to see the first half of the game. I saw almost all the second half. Uh, and from from what I see, reviewing, reviewing the tape in the first half, the Cavs got started slow. I mean, the Knicks outscored us 30 to 21 in the first quarter. Yeah. Then the second quarter, it, it tightened up more and more throughout the game. They outscored us. We outscored them 21 to 20 in the second quarter. It was they outscored us 28-25 in the third, and we outscored them 27-23. So outside that first quarter, it was a close game within one or two possessions. Yeah. So the Cavs started slow. Uh, I think a lot of the problem in the first game, in my perspective, was uh Evan Mobley. Mm. He didn't he didn't play up to up to what we need him to play up to. Yeah. Uh, he was had eight points, eleven boards, was four thirteen from the field. Yeah, we need Evan Mobley shooting fifty percent. If he's not four thirteen and say he's eight or nine thirteen, we win the game. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to sure. put it all on him, but we need more from him. Yeah. Jared Jared Allen played a relatively good game, fourteen boards, fourteen rebounds. And four assists. I mean, that's that's a really good game for Jared Allen. Yeah, 14, he perhaps could have. Yeah, he perhaps could have got a block or two, which he didn't. But that's a great game. We don't need we don't need anything else from Jared Allen. Uh, I'm not sure where Karis Levert was at. Levert like kind of checked out, man. He had three points, one and seven from the field in 18 minutes. So I think what JB did, he he like it happens in playoffs. He tightened up that bench quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Chetty got the most time off the bench, 19 minutes, nine points. He was uh, two or three from three-point range. I think that's why he was in the game over Okoro in the fourth quarter. But at the same time, Chetty gave that potential uh, shooting threat from the outside because he was he was hot, two or three. Yeah. But – Man, Brunson was putting him in the cooker, wasn't he, man? Yeah, especially late in that fourth quarter, man. Right. Yeah. So that the inability to stop Brunson and just the the lack to control the defensive board with five minutes left on down. They gave up like five or six critical offensive rebounds that just changed changed the course of the game. The, the Knicks had taken, I mean the Cavs had taken the lead 93-92. Yeah. Mitchell was feeling it, Mitchell was hot. Yeah, and then we go down, we get a stop, and we get like two two offensive rebounds until they finally score and take the lead again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely I agree with 
probably 99.99% of the recap. You know, I definitely believe that Evan Mobley uh, was not as the aggressive Evan Mobley would we need. You know, Tate, me and you've talked off the screen and we need that kid to go 18 and 12 every night for us to stay competitive because we know what Mitchell's going to do. But I think one of the things that they did very early on in the game is they blitzed our guards. I saw them trap in, in full court press settings for the first probably quarter of the game. And they literally caused multiple turnovers for Garland and Mitchell. And I think that they, I don't think that we were ready for that as a team, considering the fact of who they trapped with, because they trapped with RJ Barrett and they trapped with Grimes, that other forward. Both of those guys are between six foot six and six foot eight. And you know, our guards are sort of smaller. So that took a while for our offense to get moving. And that that was the difference in that first quarter for sure. But Mo missed a whole bunch of bunnies, man. He just bunny after bunny. He did. So what's 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 the fix for that? For far as you're concerned, for that for that pressing that the Tibbs and the Knicks were doing, what's the fix? The fix is you start fast. I think when Cle when Cleveland finally figured out that they have to play a hundred miles an hour and they don't have to stand around the three point line to get shots and drive to the basket, they are obviously quicker and faster than the New York Knicks. The only guy on the Knicks team that had an advantage with speed was Brunson. And that just was a matchup thing because you know how it goes. We switch till we get the guy we want. Then you ISO on that guy. And that's what was going on when Osman was, when Brunson was killing Osman later on. But I think that the Cavs moving forward, what they can do is play faster. Fast basketball benefits Cleveland in this series. That's just what I believe. And I think, I don't think you gotta shoot threes. I think you take it to the basket. That's sort of the old school basketball way take from our era. You know, you play in the paint, and when you win in the paint, you win in the playoffs. So I think that's the fix for sure. What do you think would be a fix for Cleveland moving forward? That's simple to me. We already start, we already assessed one of them, get more from Mobley. Yeah, yeah. But we got to get more from Levert also. I mean, if you got if you got Garland, Mitchell, and Levert in. Those are somebody, some one of them gonna break the press. Yeah, they can all ball handle, they can all facilitate. Yeah, so you get Laverde in there, maybe for a coral early and get that ball movement and get uh Jared Allen and Evan Mobley on the dunker spots. You can even put Evan Mobley at the high elbow. Evan Mobley is capable of throwing a good alley oop to Jared Allen, also. He had a beautiful behind the back pass early to Jared Allen for a dunk, it was beautiful. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I saw that one, but I, I don't obviously don't doubt you. But yeah, so I just think more more from Levert. Uh yeah, Levert can probably take away some of Chetty's minutes. Mm. I mean, because Levert could have done equally as good, if not better, job on on Brunson in the fourth quarter than Chetty did. Yeah, yeah. And you get more, you get more ball handling and creation on on the offensive end. Now, yeah. granted. Chetty's a bit more streaky, but better shooter than Levert. Yeah. From three. Yeah. But you need Levert's quickness on defense, can stay in front of Brunson, maybe give him some trouble. And you need his facilitation and playmaking ability on offense. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Cavs also defensively was not counting on Randall to come off and be that spark that he was early on for the Knicks, man. You know, his 19 points for that first quarter, quarter and a half, he was standing wide open and shooting. So I think we have to tighten up on the defensive end across the board as well.
you know we do um 107 is a good score in the regular season to give up 107 but uh or 101 101 is yeah, great yeah my bad i'm reading it wrong but yeah they um could play better defense we want to i mean if we scored 97 when we we should win that game 97 to 93. yeah we need to hold them a little more um i definitely like what you said about Randall was open, but that that's that's not a consistent thing that Knicks can count on. Correct. I think I think the key is is trying to get Josh Hart in early foul trouble and neutralizing him some kind of way because he's. I think he he had what he have like nineteen points and ten rebounds. Yeah, and definitely hit two huge fourth quarter shots, including a three that pretty much iced the game. Right. Let me see. Uh, Josh, Hart, Josh 17. 17, yeah, 17, 10, 10. and 2. Eight, yeah. 8 of 11 from the field. Yeah, correct. What a and huge he hit that one, he hit that one back break and step back three-pointer in the fourth quarter, like about three or four minutes left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we need to find a way to neutralize him. Go at him. Yeah. Go at him. Yeah. Mitchell played a great game per usual. So, yeah, that's, that's how I see game one, man. Um, yeah. I think I think the person that hurt us most, obviously from the Knicks, was was Jalen Brunson with 27 points. You slowed Josh Hart down. Quick, quick, quickly didn't do anything. No. Three no, points. No. Uh, Julius Randle had 19, 10, and four. He was three of ten from three point range. We'd take that, even though yeah. he made some. We'd take exactly. it. Exactly. The issue is that the Cavs have to tighten up on D, get in the paint, and force the pace. That that's exactly how we move forward. Agreed. And into game two. So hey, as we recap 101-97 loss, Tate, what is we've talked about some of the factors that we're gonna see for the for the game two. But in your mind, is Mobley the total key for us to get, or do we need a bigger game out of Donovan Mitchell or Darius Garland? Uh man, well, I don't know how much of a bigger game you're gonna get than 38 points and eight assists. Yeah, you can't count on much bigger than that. Donovan Mitchell did his job. Darius Garland at 17, though. And one assist. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. So, so we need more from Darius Garland. His point production was okay. That assist production has to be better, though. Yeah. I mean, because Cleveland's offense isn't flowing if he's not getting the, the bigs involved. I mean, he's critical for for Mobley, Allen, and even Okoro getting buckets. Now, D. Mitch and, and Karis LeVert can get their own buckets if need be. Yeah. But he has to get those other guys involved offensively. So I think, again, for this game, you, you can't you can't ask more of Donovan Mitchell. 38, 8, and 5, yeah. can't ask more of that than right. that. Um, so I'm going to put it on Garland, more facilitating, more playmaking. Evan Mobley more aggressive and more aggressive on the offensive end and making some shots, shooting 50%. And Karis Levert just stepping up his game all around because he played 18 minutes with three points and was one of seven for field goals. So he was just off. Yeah. So more playmaking from Garland, more aggression from Evan Mobley, and just a better all-around game from Karis Levert, and Cleveland will be just fine. Hey, I agree, man. As Shaq says, it's time for the others to step up to the plate. You know, we brought Mitchell in as being an all-star perimeter, first-team all-NBA player. He did his job plus some. 
but it's time for the others to do what they need to do. Yeah, well, in the regular season, what he averaged, like 28, 29 points, he scored 38. His yep. playoff average always goes up. He scored 38 with eight assists and five boards. He took Garland to give him no help playmaking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that's why I said at the early on or early onset for the Cavs game, they blitzed the brakes off of Darius Garland. And Darius Garland had a few ill-advised turnovers very early on where they were trapping him with larger guards. So I think how you beat that is you move faster. You speed up the pace. You have Because you can literally out quick and outrun those guys from, from, from baseline to baseline every time. And don't always look for the three-point shot. The three will come as you pack the ball closer and closer into the paint. Because buckets are going to be valuable. But I, I Tate, I'm 150% with you. The guy that's got to step up and show up big time is Mobley. However, I need the Cavs fans to show up big time. That Cavalier Stadium was so subdued for the first quarter. There was not a lot of buzz, not a lot of chatter in the, in the arena. And so I need the Cavs fans to help push the Cavs over the top for this next week, man. Take. Hey, Big G, in all yeah. in all fairness to our fellow Cavalier brethren, brothers, at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse the other day, they didn't get much cheer about in the first quarter, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the crowd's going to feed off the players. Yeah. So if the players bring that injury and they doing something, that crowd's going to be there. Yeah. You know, we Pittsburgh Steelers fans, but we know how Cleveland Browns fans are. We were Buckeye fans. We know how, we know how Buckeye fans are in Cincinnati. Being we we Ohio, yeah, they go cheer on their team, but you gotta give them something to cheer about. Yeah, yeah, and that's where Mobley and Garland is key. It's it's time they have to grow up as young players. This is their time. They might have had some shock value going on with that first playoff game, first playoff appearance. I think they've settled in, and it's time to be do grown man things in this series for sure, for sure. So Tate. Last wrap-up or final thoughts, what you're thinking for the big victory that's going to come this week or uh, actually tomorrow against the New York Knicks in the playoff series. Well, in this episode, we recap game one, why they lost. We told the changes need to make in game two. And game two is being played Tuesday night at 730 on TNT. We will be watching um, again at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I think JB needs to be able, he can't be out coached by Thibodeau. He at least has to be on Thibodeau's level. He'll have to be better than Thibodeau, but he's got to be on his level. Yes. That's my key to the game. Um, I think Garland and Molu will come out and play better than they did in game one. And I think you you got to get more from Karis Levert. He's got to give you more than three points. So I like that to happen too. Um, like I said, we're going to check it out. And uh, Big G, we're going to try and come back at him after the game Tuesday night with a quick recap with with Diggs and BP from Pepper Pipe. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Gotta give love to our to our new member, BP Pepper Pipe from the Cleveland Cavaliers and our boy Che Digger, who's got knowledge and feet on the ground going on in Cleveland. For sure, for sure. Hey, so thank you guys for listening to another fans first sports network. That's rather Cavaliers hey, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. I'm sorry, real quick, can I can can I plug this with with, with our know-it-all ad at the end of the broadcast? Oh, without a doubt. Without okay, a we're going to plug that right here. Now go ahead and finish your clothes, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, for sure. So thank you again for listening to another edition of the Fans First Sports Network. That's Rather Cavaliers podcast. 
as we bring you all the information on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher in audio. So, Tate, give us the plug for the Know It All's podcast as we take it out of here. Hey, man, you can check us out. Like you can watch the, you can watch this this uh, on YouTube, the, the Rather Cavalier podcast on, on our on our Know It All's YouTube channel. And like Big G told you, we're to catch it on audio. But we got a lot of different stuff going on. All, all of us, the Know It All's, me, my Big G, the Know It All's, the Know It All crew include Che Che Diggs, B Dirt, and Pay. Uh, me and Big G obviously had this. We do a Steeler show every Friday night on the FSSN Steel Curtain Network every Friday night. We do our Know-It-Alls podcast every Sunday at 6 p.m. Check us out. Like and subscribe. Mod, who's backstage producing this right now, uh, is doing the Know-It-Alls with us, obviously, and does his Dallas Cowboys podcast, uh, DC, DC4L, the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboy Global Cast with his boy TomTom. Um, B Dirk has a bingo show coming up. Who's one? He does the homies with us on Friday nights on the Steel Curtain Network. He has a, he's, he's a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Has a bingo show called Running Through the Jungle on the unofficial bingo podcast. And last but not least, the homie Pay, the little fella. He's on our on our homies broadcast every Friday night on SCN. He's part of the Bears channel. He he works on Bears podcast and just recently got added to the Chicago Cubs crew. So amongst us all, the know-it-all crew, we got a lot going on. We want you all to check us out, follow us everywhere you can see us. Thanks for the support. We appreciate you all. For sure, for sure. And as for me, Big G, and my boy Tate, for That's Rather Cavaliers, we're out of here. Peace.